Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time. Absolutely. And James, I'm ready to just immediately kick it. Let's no bits, Let's do it. no nothing, just boom. Kick this it. is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season two. Episode 8, starting at 12 minutes and 29 seconds and going until 14 minutes and 9 seconds. Then you're going to go ahead and scoot forward just a little bit to 20 minutes and 33 seconds and finish at 21 minutes and 29 seconds. You'll definitely know if you've gone too far in the scene when yeah. you are suddenly in like the the modern day stuff. Yeah. Like I, you'll I had a choice here whether or not to have these be two scenes or one scene, and I decided that there wasn't anything we are going to add to the second one that wouldn't right. be relevant in a conversation about the third one. So this text technically takes place in the same day, even though maybe it, it wouldn't. May, maybe it's have. not, but like, I think it's in a way it's kind of like when we do like the montage stuff, yeah. right? To some extent, I mean, it's not exactly a montage, but it's like, there's really, like you said, there's nothing really to add in between the two. Yeah. And like they, I'm pretty certain they're wearing the exact same thing. Right. In both scenes. And I'm like, it's not Doug, right? Where, they're going to show up in the green sweater vest and tan, you know, shorts every episode. They have different outfits, surely. You know what I mean? Agent Carter? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cut that. That was no. me, nope. a 40-year-old, nope. trying to do a skeeter nope. sound. I'm, I am leaving that one. Doing that, oh, one's, that one's real fun. Uh, like I said on Twitter recently, sometimes mistakes are funny to leave in when someone is clearly, like, fucked something up. And then makes a comment about it, then it becomes funny to me. You know, Fair like enough. like if you Fair flub enough. something and just start it over, yeah, I, I almost always cut it. Right. Unless again, unless I'm like hm, it was really quick or it was a, like a funny flub, right? But like once you start making a comment about, it, I'm like, oh, we're leaving this in. That's content. And maybe. I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts on this show. <laughs> this we're show going we're going to the yeah. So here we go. Um, so uh, like I said, I gave you the timestamp. So let me give you a little bit of a previously on first. Previously on Timeline Scavengers, little kids running in the street. Oh, that's dangerous. People celebrating the end of the war, all a little bit more inspired by the heroics of one Captain America. That was a very good reading of my very grumpy synopsis of that scene where I talk about counterfeit shields and stuff. <laughs> Is that what you end up saying? I was like, little kids running in the street with counterfeit Captain America shields. With their Avengers material? Yeah, exactly. Um... Captain All America. Uh, all America. Captain America is what it has. Um, all right, here we go. Merkia. So now into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. scene, though. Yes. SSR base, The Rat, 1945. First off. Cool You're listening to the SSR base, The Rat. <laughs> Honestly, 109 or like 194.5. The rat yeah. sounds like, yeah. like you're listening to 190, uh, sorry, uh, 1945, The Rat. Yeah. Uh, it's like, and it's me, Mouse Boy, Mouse King. I love, I love the idea of an FM morning radio show, but it, it is necessarily for, on AM because it's like 1945. The podcast for Shield agents that Colson makes yeah. that only May and uh, Daisy uh, like you know listen to. Yeah. Not Daisy. I'm so sorry. No. Yeah, Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. I started to go sky. I was like, no, I quake. Yeah, quake. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> SSR base, The Rat, 1945. Cool name for a base, dude. 
getting through my notes again. Yeah. Uh, the man we saw previously experimenting at the Hydra base, who was, you know, wasn't named, I don't believe, earlier. I don't think they actually said his name. Which is fine. I just think that, like, when I was watching it back, I did watch this scene before I watched the other ones, so I could be totally wrong on it. But I think way, when, when the guy comes in and says Red Skull is dead, I think he says Herr Reinhardt. That, that would make sense as well. But um, who knows? Either way, I, I, I've made it a little... Colin's being a little coy with I'm being the a little coy, just in case, <laughs> saying the man that we saw doing this thing, right, he's been captured and sits in an interrogation room. And we've, of course, seen the capture as well, right? Sure. Um, Agent Carter steps inside. Werner Reinhardt. He tells her it was a neat trick. She asks what he means. He looks to a pen on the table and says, It's a pen. You wanted to see what I do with it. After all, there are so many uses, no? Escape, confession, homicide, suicide. It's true. I wanted to find out what kind of man you were. You didn't use the pen, so now I know. Pens are also used for signatures. You want to deal how terribly shocking. The U.S. government has recruited many German scientists. They'll send rockets into space. Maybe they can strap you to one of them. They'll show you parlor tricks. Give me the second chance could... Sorry, giving me the second chance could save all of humanity. I've seen all of your home movies. The bodies left in your wake, the girl you caged up. There will be no second chances for you. You must be dying to understand all the items you've uncovered. They're fascinating, no? I don't suppose you'll tell me where they came from. Hmm. There's a story, a myth from the east of a star that fell from the heavens, of blue angels who came bearing a gift for all of mankind, meant to save the world. You don't strike me as a believer. Oh, I've based... Nope, I've lost the voice. Oh, I've based my whole life on it. History just has the details wrong. Then set... Re- nope. Then set history straight. He pauses for a moment, deciding if he will, whether it's to show how smart he is or if he truly thinks he's onto something that they'll never understand or whatever it might be. He yeah. finally remarks, these visitors didn't come to save the world. They came to conquer it. And she gives a very like, huh, kind of look. And then, and then we get to the next scene, which again is modern day. And now we're coming back yeah. to when he's still in the interrogation room. Later, in the second clip of the same scene, Carter steps back into the room. So, curiosity brings her back. Have you come to make a deal? With the devil, I had considered it. Mephisto confirmed. There you go. Uh, As you said, the skies may open one day. Your work would be valuable. But if that day comes, I know who I'd want by my side. He smiles. It isn't you. His smile fades just a little bit. We could learn so much together. Instead, we'll forget. Now his smile is completely gone. Forget you. Forget your work. When I leave, no one else will come. No one to hear your stories, study your deadly artifacts. You'll be buried. He forces a smile back onto his face, but the mask is already shattered. I seriously doubt that. Nothing stays buried forever. As long as I have a say, you will. Farewell, Dr. Reinhardt. She walks out, and the last thing we see is him sitting, or sorry, settling into his prison cell. And a heartbreaking cut 
to the end of that scene, which is a very cool Montage thing that we had to cut yeah. that we're not going to actually ever talk about. But it was I, too. I think we can. I think we can like maybe briefly mention we, like what it is and like why we had to yeah. cut it because it's it's one of those things where it spans too great of a time. Yeah, and two, but in two smaller chunks that I couldn't. Right, there, there was no reason to. Yeah, you know. Okay, what about? Could we find just some random dates that we could attach at the end of our read? Say, and of course, on the other side of the world, Reinhardt is still in prison. Sort of like a gener- generalissimo Francisco Franco is still dead. Sort of. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. All right. Like we sh- we should just randomly do that throughout time. Go, and of course, he's still in prison. There is a montage, but you know, again, it just it covers all spans of time, so we're sort of scooting past it. But we'll, we'll remind you occasionally. So, James, uh, I I only have one note for this scene, and then I'm going to open the floor. Uh, but yeah. I wanted to I wanted to point something out very quickly, which is that when they're talking about German scientists coming over to America and stuff like that, she says uh, they're sending rockets into space. Perhaps they'll strap you to one. Now, this could be completely off base. However, I also think that it's very possible this is somehow a little bit of a nod to the 1990s Captain America movie. Oh, okay. Because, oh, yeah, I guess there is, yeah, in Venom. (laughs) But anyway, uh, no, it's it's that in the 1990s uh, version of Captain America, the way they need to get him to modern day for the rest of the movie is they have to, I mean, it is like a literal sprint. It's like a 100-meter dash. It is so fast for them to make him into Captain America and then immediately drop him into the 90s because they don't want to keep doing, you know, time period stuff because I guess it sure. costs more money. Yeah. So what they do is they they immediately, like day one basically is him becoming Captain America. Day two, we've dropped you at the, like the outskirts of a Hydra base. Right. Go, right? <laughs> and, and And that's it. And he does that and he fights Red Skull immediately and it gets his ass kicked sure and so what they do is they of course strap him to a rocket which is aimed at the white house oh sure uh and they launch it so he's strapped to this thing so what he does is he's using his feet because it's really the only thing he can move he like starts kicking the entire time and he's kicking away until he can basically like he's folded part of like one of the fins and he's like using his feet essentially to pull or push down at times on a flap that he's basically made by kicking it a bunch so that right. it literally ends up going over the white house sure but like it doesn't it doesn't have a stop it doesn't like go back around it's like just launch and it goes until it is supposed to land or whatever right so right. he keeps riding it until it runs out of energy which is of course in the like antarctic and he oh sure crashes and burns into snow um or maybe it's alaska i don't even know it's somewhere it's somewhere fucking cold Oh, that's how they freeze him. That's Got how they it. freeze Got him. Is he is still strapped to the rocket and they crash into the snow and that's it. Uh it's it's bad. It, that part's not good. That's and it's yet, a weirdly really more faithful movie. to the comic book than the this movie is, but yeah. uh, or than Captain America is. Well, yeah. Experimental yeah, experimental airport Discovery, aircraft is experimental yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean it would have been interesting if the only way to escape was for him to get into one of those things that he flew in earlier yeah and that's what they crashed that would be fun i feel like right. that would be 
like or like again like he has or to like launch that, it that, he can that even, rocket helicopter thing yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah that's with, what uh, I mean yeah yeah like if was he, that with Tay uh, no that was with Melissa I think that was with Melissa oh I thought you meant like the little things that they were bomb dropping in other cities and stuff no like I'm that. talking that's about the thing that, that um right not like the helicopter doctor. plane thing yeah not, yeah, yeah not to scratch doctor I think that was with Tay um anyway I think that was with Melissa actually I think oh was it okay okay yeah um uh so anyway that but that's that it it might be an homage it might not be i just thought like the idea of her being like they're gonna send them you know to space perhaps they'll strap you to one i was like (laughs) all right because it's also (laughs) like it's still relevant to red skull captain america time periods and stuff like that perhaps it's that um but uh either way it's 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 fun operation paperclip like looking back on that decision that we made as americans like from you know, I guess in this case, like the mid 2010s being like, so just brought Nazis over to send them to work on our rocket stuff. Huh? All right. Yeah. Cool. Listen, I gotta say glad it didn't backfire though. Sure. You know, like, sure. cause that could have been like a, they're like, mm-hmm, yes. And kind of like shield, they can go yeah, now on the inside. Yes, exactly. Let's do this. You know, instead so they were like, actually, like, no, seriously, let's put a man on the goddamn moon. That would be cool. Yeah. No, that would take funds from uh, helping black Americans actually make it out of poverty. <laughs> Yikes. Watching Ooh. that sounds a uh, summer of soul movie. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 No. Yeah. That's where they're true. like, who the fuck cares about? It's a great movie, but like, great it was movie. the weekend that they landed on yeah. the moon. Yeah. And all these people were like. I don't care about that. Yeah. And I was like, it's weird that, huh. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I mean, here's the thing. I get it. I totally get where they're coming from. I think that like, it's exciting. I think the first time that it happens. Sure. I'm just saying, if we sent someone to the moon today, I'd be like, all right, cool. But I certainly would not be that impressed. I feel like because at this point, right. like it's happened. Been there, done that. We've right. done, we've done it. Like show me like a new thing that we're going to do, like landing on the dark side of the moon. I don't know. Right. But like whatever. Find me the blue part of the moon where the inhumans live. (laughs) Or the gold part where the, uh, the moon, I forgot what they're called. The Bruno Martians live. Oh God. No, just where the moon people live, like in DuckTales and where Della Duck landed, you know, of course, because we're, sure. Right. We're in Duckburg right now. Anyway, uh, and is Scrooge McTuck in the room with you now? truly is like a hurricane when you can think about it. (laughs) Hmm. You know, as someone who lives in New Orleans, yes. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Yikes. Anyway. um, Whoopsie. (laughs) There's episodes from last year, by the way, that you can listen to where I am literally on the road because I'm like, okay, I'm not driving when when we record it. I just mean I'm not at my house because I was like, hi, I had to be evacuated. I don't know how long I'll be here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank anyway. you. Send file. Yeah, send. And then like, that's Colin, the episode. Colin, stop sending the file. <laughs> We're still in the middle of recording. Nope. Send, <laughs> send file. Um, anyway, that, that was all that I had, though. Did you have anything that you wanted to talk about from this scene? I mean, I think there was a moment on Agent Carter's face that really tickled me because it was when he was just sort of revving up and getting going where she was like, oh, so you're okay. You're going to actually tell this whole thing, huh? Like when you give someone like like the space to tell their story and it's longer than you thought it was. Mm-hmm. I see this face a lot um, on the people I'm talking to. And yep. yeah, I usually do that mostly so that you know that I was like, I, I thought it was going to be a short story. <laughs> Start holding up Looney Tunes-esque signs. Wrap it up. Um, 
I'm like, wrap it. Okay. I go get the cardboard cut out of me that like just has like a small motor in it to make the head go. And this is me slowly nodding like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I just slink away and then I go, okay, I'll come back in 20 minutes. And- Colin caught fire. Oh, no. Colin, <laughs> no. My boy is a box. Um, wow, he but, went up uh, so quick. <laughs> that was fast. Oh, he's curling on himself. What's happening? We call that a New Orleans effigy. Um, <laughs> I don't understand because you're in New Orleans, you know? Yeah. Um, swamp cast. Uh, so anyways, uh, there, there's a moment like where it was funny to watch her sort of be like, Oh boy. Um, but otherwise I thought it was weird. Like I like a good sort of civil, we know we're enemies, but we're in this like situation where let's, all right, let's just play the game of chess with our dialogue. You know what I mean? Like, you know, okay. This is, this is the interesting thing about the difference between him and Aramzola, right? Which yeah. is that like, or or maybe more of the difference between him and Red Skull, actually, I think is a better right. way of saying it. Because what's fascinating that is that like- an adventure choice. Yeah, oh, for sure. But also like, he doesn't have super strength. Right. He doesn't have fighting capabilities. His glasses aren't even big enough for his face, frankly. <laughs> Got him. No, but I think that like what it comes down to is like his whole thing is just his mind. Yeah. And so like when he's trapped, when he's captured, I like I think he knows I'm not getting out of here. Yeah. I like I think that he kind of plays the card of like, oh, well, you guys are taking so- scientists. But I think that even when he drops that, I think he knows he's not getting it. Because like I think that. I, I think it's one of those things where I think he knows that what he's done is evil. Right. And well, it's funny. Yeah. This in, in the 1945 Werner Reinhardt scenes we've done, uh, which listener we've recorded all tonight. <laughs> all in one night. Yeah, all in one day. Um, like that first scene, you could, you could paint him as a misguided 1940s scientist like listen messed mm-hmm. up but right. not like ha 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 screw you more like interesting reaction but what does it mean to quote uh I, okay for Christmas. I, I will say what to to your benefit here right um let me just give you one 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 more thing and then i'm gonna <laughs> number one you're fired and number no, no, two no, no. <laughs> it's it's the thing though of like okay evil scientists from the the major party Versus Hydra, right? So like sure. you know, the the full Nazi party versus Hydra, like the offshoot. Is that like they were experimenting on basically one, essentially two, really, I guess. But like they were a very small population. Right. Uh, sorry, when I say small, I mean like compared to like the entire world, right? I mean, he, he'd done several, but like, yeah, like, you know, a handful, 20 at most, like. No, sorry. Okay, what I mean is, okay. Let me let me let me rephrase this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Instead of having a diverse group of people that they were experimenting right. on in the Nazi Party, right? Right. Where they were experimenting on a bunch of people, but just like really of, vi- like, a smaller number like of types of people, if that makes any sense. Sure. Versus with Hydra, and in this scene, he seemed to genuinely be pulling from all corners of the globe. Right. You know, he was like, I mean, like, even though we only saw two people, they were very different. And like he, when he talked to his, his scientist dude, his right. write that down guy, um, 
that you get the impression that like okay so it doesn't matter for this or that like right he's he's drawing conclusions based on a larger study than right than it's this like is the gender one. doesn't have anything to, to do with it like right uh like culture not culture like locational like right like country of origin country of origin right like yeah. like that has nothing to do with it so like right. okay this is so like he's starting to paint a picture for himself but he's like there is something unknown that is like essentially under the skin yeah. and like under what we can see from uh, what we something can see in here. the human right something mm, yeah something in the human yeah exactly so like it's it is so i will say like that part of it seems like okay he's misguided he's making right. some bad choices but like He's trying to unlock something, right? He's he's not. I guess what I'm saying is like he doesn't put out nemesis, and then over the course of these several scenes, right. he gradually oh, takes on the cloak of gradually nemesis. Ta- oh yeah, and I think it's also one of the reasons why I made to made sure to very clearly state his emotional changes in it too. Yeah, yeah. because like so like Red Skull wears a literal mask that sure. comes off and shows his true self. He has to wear a, like, you know, an emotional mask, right? But, like, he lets his guard down for a moment at one point. Right. When, and, like, he truly shows that he's, like, I don't know what the word for, I, defeated or something. He's out know. of control. He's, he's, he doesn't right. have the control of the situation anymore. Right. But I also think that even even though I think he knows that what he's done is evil by this point, there's also some sort of moment where I do think that he is also somewhat hoping that, like, he can prove that, like, oh, I know it was evil and it was really bad what I did, but I do have this information that could be good. Right. And then, like, when it's like, no, you're just evil, and he's like, okay, yep, all right, so that's yeah. my role. All right, nope, that's fine. Yeah. Let me just reset some stuff here. Let me compartmentalize some stuff. <laughs> me, okay, I'm back. Okay, I'm ready. They they mention it in in this scene, but they don't really get into the details of it. But like right. I feel like it's still okay to talk about because again she mentions it, sure. like he does horrifying experimentation, yeah, uh, on the body of the woman that we saw in the right. first scene, right. um, and although we'll, I don't know I, I don't I don't know how coy to be with it right now because I feel like now is the time where it's going to be the most emotional, but they haven't fully said what he's done. They just say that they've seen the body. Well, they, they they said like you kept the I've seen the videos you kept that w- girl in the cage and that's who they're talking about Jai Ying. I don't think they said kept the girl. Hang on, I hang on. I mean, I'm gonna double check what I said. Hang on. Yeah. Um, the body's yeah. left in your wake. The girl you yeah. caged up. Right. But like, I, and like, I, there's there's some ambiguity there. I think right. Sure. To to not let you know whether or not she is one of the bodies is she in the one wake. Of them? Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's just that you see that he's caged up a girl, but like, I think that the way that it's worded to me does imply that like she was caged up and, and she became one of the bodies in the way. Right. And at this point in season two, episode eight, I believe we've unraveled some of that ambiguity. Okay. That, right. Uh, but in, in, in like watching in, it in the, in, in historical the order, order, probably not. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But the whole point is like, again, like he's done just like right. unspeakable, like just, I mean, things that I just are, it's, it's gross. I mean, like he's, yeah. he's a, sure. he's a, fucking evil evil dude like like you said if he was redeemable whatsoever in that first scene by now i think that yeah no i think that that you know and i'm mr let's redeem the villains you know that's me yeah i think that i'm not saying like he was redeemable in that first scene i'm saying he was he was wearing 
multiple layers of masks, which is what you're saying. Right, like, which yeah. what you like gradually we see all those masks fall. Like, I got control of this. Wait, Red Skull's dead. Okay, and like one mask come off. Okay, let's pack up. And then the next scene, like, wait, I'm getting arrested. Another mask falls away, but he still has a couple more masks. It's like, you, you know, know what it is? I, I think that another thing to consider here, right, is, like, again, I'm not trying to sympathize with anyone from no. actually, like, evil parties and people. But we did talk about, like, the concept of, like, for example, like, the the factory worker that, like, had to make stuff for Hydra because otherwise he would be killed. Still right. ending, ending up getting killed because the base was destroyed and he's not a fighter. He was, right. he was just like, he has to make this shit. And then they're like, well, you fucking failed. Boom, kill him. Yeah. Right? If in that moment, when Red's, when they tell him that Red Skull is dead, if he's like, all right, fucking pack it up. We're done. Yeah. Right? If he's like, holy shit, I if can he, stop doing... Erskine. Yeah, exactly. If he's like, I can stop doing these terrible things, yeah. like, you know, because I'm no longer like under the scrutiny or whatever, like, maybe I can go like defect and do like, like what I'm assuming other people within Hydra and stuff like that do. Or, or you know, or the Nazi party or whatever, just to be like, okay, God, there was like a, essentially like a gun to my head this entire time. Like, again, sometimes people are coerced into things, right? Sure. But like the fact that he then goes, okay, yep, all right, sure. Yeah, he's dead. Great. I'm going to try and step up a little bit and uh, pack it up, ink her as well, and let's keep it moving, right? Like yeah. the fact that he can, again, kind of like the Choose Your Own Adventure, he went to the book and was like, defect to America, turn to page 82. Stay in Hydra and do unspeakable horrors. Turn to page 73. You know, I'm not even going to leave my thumb in this page. Just full yeah. send, 73. Boom. Right. Exactly. That's ex- yeah. I mean, it's pretty much exactly what he did. Yeah, precisely. Um, and so then by the time we do catch up to him again, he's, you know, just, I mean, he's been about as bad as you can be, you know? Yep, absolutely. Yep. Shall I release the Terrigen Mists? That's exactly it. Yeah. James, let's release that character mist. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to do social media handles. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, if you want to uh, track us down and ask us some questions, really put us, you know, give us the fourth degree. Uh, you can find us as a, I don't know if fourth degree is the right term for, for what I'm talking about. But anyways, um, if you want to come correct me on what that means in terms of interrogation, you can find our show at Timeline Scav or our network at Scavengers Net. Or if you specifically want to come to me because you don't want Colin to be involved in any of the collateral damage of you uh, setting me straight in terms of my interrogational jargon, you can find me at Unabashed James. And Colin, where can people send their uh, e-cards and uh, and flowers on Twitter to you? Uh, you can send those to me at Colin M. Parker. First person to, to draw hand draw Colin a flower and send it to that, that Twitter handle, I will send... I will hand draw a flower and send it back to you. What's up? We have someone who is hand drawing flowers in musical form in England, and his name is uh, Nick Bramald. And you can find him on Twitter at N-B-R-A-M-A-L-D. Or you can find him on his website at nickbramaldcomposer.co.uk. Well, we've got this guy locked away. I guess that's it for Hydra as a threat. Um, So I guess all that's left to say is um i'm james anderson i'm colin parker and of course uh werner reinhardt is still in prison excelsior
us? We're a group of out of control, totally wild writing rebels. Do you find that writing about these themes kind of helps you work through that fear or, or grapple with it or understand it better? Yeah, but sometimes we get crazy. Even though I didn't get to explore it as much as I'd like, I've realized that I made something I really like. I've had all these kind of half-formed ideas of like stories. And so yeah. now I feel like those stories have a home. Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo podcast for all stages of the writing journey. Fuck, I'm so tired. I <laughs> time know. is Time is nothing but words to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content.